source of true delight whom I unseen adore unveil thy beauties to my sight that I might love thee more oh that I might love thee more you're listening to the weekly podcast from Fort Worth Presbyterian the following message was recorded live from our sanctuary Our prayer is that this message would nurture a joy for loving God and loving people in you as you listen. See my bleeding dying. You bow your heads with me, please. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all of the earth. That you would condescend to meet us, to draw us to yourself, is beyond our comprehension that your son would tabernacle amongst us and that we would be called the family of God is beyond our ability to even appreciate. Bless, we pray, your word. Speak despite your servant that we might hear and live for man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This we pray in your name. Amen. I'd like to read um, the Matthew text if You would indulge me for a moment as we look to God's word. St. Matthew chapter number 2, verses number 1 through 12, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he began to inquire of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and ascertained from them the time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child, and when you have found him, report to me that I may come and worship him. And having heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary, his mother, 
And they fell down and worshipped him, and opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their own country by another way. Blessed be the word of the Lord. The call to Christ. The, uh, this traditional Christian Christmas story is a story of cooperation between heaven and earth. In passing on this long and tedious journey, the Magi or the wise men walked and or rode under the canopy of a dark sky, but a bright path. They traveled, if their travel was done according to traditional means, they traveled during the time that the, the sky would be, or the clouds would hide the sun. It would go down, but they traveled a lighted way as they traveled towards Jerusalem. We should note that the leading of God is never away from him. It's never away from his presence, away from his spirit. The leading of God is not away from his word, but is, his leading is toward him. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse, Paul told the church at Rome in chapter 2. Or the psalmist writing in the 19th Psalms, the heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. To Christians, it shouldn't be surprising that creation is pointing us to Christ. And to the unbeliever, God's general revelation through his creation is undeniable. The cloud that led Israel through the wilderness were given leave of absence, and the moon's glory would temporarily defer to the wonder of that star, Christ's star, that night. The text speaks of wise men or magi, those who studied both astrology and prophecy, most likely, men of renown and men of influence in their homeland, even advisors to rulers and royalty alike, thus their Description as being wise. We don't know how many magi there were, but there were the wise men and most likely an entourage who accompanied them on this long track. The text also says they are from the east. They traveled from afar. They traveled a long distance. From the stars rising or in the east. What conviction, 
what leading, what guidance, that they would leave behind the business of their homeland, leaving perhaps even family, leaving most of their possessions to travel a long way, forsaking all, as it were, in hopes of worshiping a king that had not yet even been born. They made their track with the guidance of a star, or as they said, his star, speaking of Christ. A miraculously and unusually bright or luminous star, a heavenly phenomenon, led these men a long way. At least physically speaking, it could not be said of them, you are not far from the kingdom. It can only be surmised where these magi originated. The text simply says the east, whether that means Syria or Iraq or Iran, we don't know for certain. It possibly could be any of those or none of those three places. We do know, however, that it would require traveling a long distance on foot or riding an animal. And if having undertaken this trip, it would have taken perhaps even months to navigate. This travel would have been weary for a couple of reasons. Weary because of the relentless heat. Uncomfortable riding animals for such a distance or walking on hot sand or walking during a cold desert night. Then there was the element of danger. It was a dangerous journey because of the presence of thieves and robbers. But these men traveled on. These wise men or magi, they did not aimlessly wander around looking for the Christ child. Nor after seeing his star were they left to navigate their own way. Nor were they told that all roads lead to the Savior in Bethlehem. Detours were not in this plan. Sightseeing was not included in their itinerary. This was a business trip to a then unknown destination. These men were led to the Savior by the Lord and Creator of the heavens. They couldn't have planned this trip. For after all, they didn't know where they were going. All they knew that they were following his star. God's way of leading them out of spiritual darkness into the light. It's Abraham all over again. Leaving the Ur of Chaldees as he did, but not knowing where he was going. These three or four or twelve or fifty wise men or magi, they could pack for the trip, but they couldn't plan. No more than you or I could know that we would end up right here this evening. Saved by the grace of God. God planned it. It seems to me that these wise men really didn't know anything. 
They were full of faith, but they didn't know where they were going. Luke 2, 7 says that Jesus was laid in a manger or feeding trough after his birth. Laid amongst the oxen, the donkeys, was our Savior. It was as if the presence of God's Son there in that manger or feeding trough was even speaking to the animals, telling them that you don't have to die for sin anymore. The real sin offering is here. Born this day, not created, but born this day, in this place and at this time and by the will of God, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the real sin bearer, is born unto you. The simple circumstances of Christ's birthplace seem to coincide with a simple Plain message of the gospel of Christ. As Jesus was accessible there in that lowly manger, so is the gospel accessible to all who will receive it. The Magi thought to bring gifts on this long journey. And thus we have the first gift exchange. And I thought to compare the gift. Because Jesus brought gifts too. The Magi brought gifts to the giver of gifts I thought was interesting. It was a humble gesture, but it was a loving gesture. What do you give one who has everything after all? The Magi brought gold, but Christ brought eternal life. The Magi brought frankincense, but Christ brought eternal peace with God. The wise men brought myrrh, but Christ brought divine mercy and grace. It wasn't a fair exchange. But after all, the Magi also didn't have Christ's resources. Speaking of these gifts, I'm also glad there was no limit, no value limit. To this gift exchange. No price was too high or inappropriate. No gift too valuable. If he had given us perfume. Christ that is. Had given us perfume in exchange. How would that have gotten us closer to God? If frankincense had been given to us. Would it have given us favor with God? Not so. He gave us a valuable gift, an invaluable gift, a priceless gift, an expensive gift. Found the Christ child in a manger because there was no room in the end. This was not meant to be a discovery, but a confirmation of the leading of the Spirit. When we say they found him, they happened upon him. They found the Savior because God wanted to be found. This is, after all, a story about the self-disclosure of God. God made himself visible in Christ Jesus. He is the very image of the invisible God, Paul told the church at Colossae. Yet there is no room for him. 
think they would have made room for him if they knew that all things were made by him and for him. If they knew he would help a friend whose wedding reception had turned into a nightmare. Would there be room for him if they knew he would walk out of his way to befriend a woman with a bad reputation while risking his own reputation? Would they have made room for him if they knew he would secure a place for his mother to live? While he was preparing to die without a place to be buried himself. Is there room for a savior if they knew he would be mercilessly beaten for those whom he loved so they would not have to suffer? Would there have been room for Christ if they knew he would suffer the consequences of sin that he was not capable of committing? Would you make room if you knew Christ would forfeit his own perfect life, that our lives would be free from the guilt of sin? Would there be room enough if we knew his holiness would cover our ungodliness? Room enough if we knew he would ultimately rob the grave of victory or the death of its sting? There wasn't room for him. But in my conclusion, let me say that this is not a story ultimately about us. It's not you or I. But it's about no room for Jesus. This is a celebration of God through Christ having made room for us. God having included us in his eternal plan. That God had the Magi in mind long before they knew anything about a Christ child or a Christ star. And then the Ephesian text. I think of that long journey of the, the Magi. The Ephesian 2 text. Leaps from its page. And particularly those six words, you were formerly afar off. And now I can place myself in the shoes of those magi. Traveling that long distance, not that many years ago, feeling that if I could know God, it would be because of what good I could do. Traveling a long journey and not knowing where I was going. Far from the kingdom. Paul said Gentiles in the flesh, that we all were separate from God like those magi. Excluded strangers to the righteousness of God, foreign to God's holiness, even enemies of the gospel, doomed for destruction, born condemned, spiritually blind, like these travelers, we all were afar off. Can I ask you this question? From whence has the Lord brought you? Where has the Lord brought you from?
We can sing with the Magi that old gospel songs that says, The Lord has brought me from a mighty long way. Through dangers, through toils and snares, like the Magi. The songwriter wrote, Through the darkness of sin, through the horrors of night, through death's shadows and the weariness of life's troubles, uncertainties, insecurities, and fear. Yes, the Lord has brought us all. No one in heaven will be asked, how did you get here? Because the Lord of lords, the light of lights has shone in our hearts. Our path has been made clear, lighted by the word of God. The Holy Spirit drew us to Christ. Through the darkness of spiritual ignorance, the Lord draws us to himself and led us to the feet of his son, Jesus Christ. And this is where you land when the Lord draws us. Like the Magi, we bow at the feet of the Savior. Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to this weekly podcast from Fort Worth Presbyterian. Our prayer is that this message was able to nurture a joy for loving God and loving people in you. Please visit our website for worship service times, directions to the church, and to subscribe to this podcast. Our web address is fortworthpca.org. Fort Worth Presbyterian is a part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Jesus, my Lord, my life, my light, oh, come with blissful rain, break radiant through shades of night and chase my fears away won't you chase my fears away